0: Once upon a podcast. Once upon a time. A time before time, time, for time in know. the world was There was once a beautiful princess. This is the Mythology Podcast. Modern retellings of ancient myth. I am your Mythologi. Mythology, mythology. Does whatever a mythology does. Today's episode The King and the Clever Girl. There once was a king who, during the day, used to sit on his throne and dispense justice, but who at night was accustomed to disguising himself and wandering about the streets of his city looking for adventures. One evening, he was passing by a certain garden when he observed four young girls sitting under a tree. Curious to overhear the subject of their discourse, the king stopped to listen. One of the girls said, "'I think of all tastes, the most pleasant in the world is the taste of telling lies.'" This remark so interested the king that the next day he summoned the girl to his palace. Tell me, he said, what you and your companions talked about under the tree last night. It was not about the king, answered she. Nevertheless, asked he, what was it you said? Those who tell lies, said I, must tell them because they find the practice agreeable, replied she. "'Whose daughter are you?' inquired the king. "'I am the daughter of a farmer,' answered the girl. "'And what made you think there is pleasure in telling lies?' asked the king. "'The girl answered saucily, "'Oh, you yourself will tell lies someday.' "'How?' said the king. "'What can you mean?' "'The girl answered, "'If you will give me... Two lakhs of rupees and six months to consider, I will promise to prove my words. So the king gave the girl the sum of money that she asked for and agreed to her conditions. After six months, he called her to his presence again and reminded her of her promise. Now, in the interval, The girl had built a fine palace far away in the forest upon which she had spent all the wealth that the king had given to her. It was beautifully adorned with carvings and paintings and furnished with silk and satin. So she now said to the king, Come with me and you shall see God. Taking with him two of his ministers, the king went out and by the evening they all arrived at the palace. "'This palace is the abode of God,' said the girl. "'But he will reveal himself only to one person at a time, "'and he will reveal himself to no one, "'unless that person is a man of high birth. "'Therefore, while the rest remain outside, "'let each of you enter in order.' "'Be it so,' said the king. "'But let my ministers precede me. "'I shall go last.' So the first minister passed through the door, and at once found himself in a noble room. And as he looked around, he said to himself, Who knows if I'll be able to see God or not? Maybe I'm not of noble birth. And yet this place, so spacious and so beautiful, is a fitting dwelling place even for the deity. With all of his looking and straining, however, he quite failed to see God anywhere. Then said he to himself, If now I go out and declare that I have not seen God, the king and the other ministers will throw it in my teeth that I am base-born. I have only one course open, therefore, which is to say that I have seen him. So he went out, and when the king asked, Have you seen God? His minister answered at once, Of course I have seen God. But have you really seen him? continued the king. "'Really and truly,' answered the minister. "'And what did he say to you?' inquired the king further. Uh, "'God commanded me not to divulge his words,' readily answered the minister. "'Then the king said to the other minister, "'Now you go in.'" The second minister lost no time in obeying his master's orders, thinking in his heart as he crossed the threshold, "'I wonder if I am baseborn." Finding himself in the midst of the magnificent chamber, he gazed about him on all sides, but failed to see God. Then he said to himself, "'It is very possible that I am base-born, for no God can I see. But it would be a lasting disgrace, should I admit that. I had better make out that I also have seen God.' Accordingly, he returned to the king, who said to him, "'Well, have you seen God?' When the minister asserted that not only had he seen him, but that he had spoken with him too, then it was the turn for the king, and he entered the room with confidence that he would be similarly favored. But he gazed around him in dismay, perceiving no sign of anything which could even represent the Almighty. Then began he to think to himself, This God, wherever he is has been seen by both my ministers, and it cannot be denied, therefore, that their birthright is clear. Is it possible that I, the king, am not of noble birth, seeing that no god appears to me now? The very thought is unacceptable. I, therefore, must assert that I have seen God too. Having formed this resolution, the king stepped out and joined the rest of his party. And now, O king, asked the cunning girl, "'Have you also seen God?' "'Yes,' answered he with assurance. "'I have seen God.' "'Really?' asked she again. "'Certainly,' asserted the king." Three more times the girl asked the same question, and three more times the king unblushingly lied. Then said the girl, "O king, have you never a conscience? How could you possibly see God, seeing that God is a spirit?' Hearing this reproof, the king recalled to mind the saying of the girl that one day he would lie too, and with a laugh, he confessed that he had not seen God at all. The two ministers, beginning to feel alarmed, confessed the truth as well. Then said the girl, "'O king, we poor people may tell lies occasionally to save our lives, but what had you to fear? Telling lies, therefore, for many, has its own attractions.'" And to them, at least, the taste of lying is sweet. Far from being offended at that stratagem which the girl had practiced on him, the king was so struck with her ingenuity and assurance that he married her forthwith, and in a short time, she became his confidential advisor in all his affairs, public as well as private. Thus, this simple girl came to great honor and renown, and so much did she grow in wisdom that her fame spread through many lands, even now to yours. Hello, I'm Glenn Ostland, the man behind the Mythologi podcast. The story you just heard comes from India. It was collected and published in 1892 in a book called Indian Nights Entertainment or Folk Tales from the Upper Indus. Now, the story itself has been classified by folklore scholars as Tale Type 1620. Now, a tale type is a kind of high-level story outline, and it's been used by folklorists as a way of identifying and classifying similar stories with each other, uh, stories that perhaps once had a single origin, may have changed from telling to telling, from person to person, and migrated from place to place throughout time, This is assuming that you subscribe to the monogenesis model of folklore, which I'll talk about maybe in other times But the most common version of tale type 1620 is the Emperor's new clothes Which you may be familiar with now that story also features a narrative built around this idea of lying to try and save face now the details in these stories And the events that they're describing may never have actually happened, but that doesn't mean that people in real life don't lie to save face, or even just for the fun of it. So once again, we have a traditional story that helps us understand at least a little about what it means to be human. But that's what myth does for us, doesn't it? It explores human truths through story, fiction, metaphor, and that's what I will be doing with this podcast. Now, I'm a writer, I'm a podcaster, and I have a master's degree and a PhD, ABD, in folklore from Indiana University. I've heard a lot of myths throughout my life, a lot of legends, a lot of folk tales from all over the world. I love telling these stories and exploring what they mean. Now, if you like this podcast and you want to see it continue... Please give Mythologi a five-star rating and write a short review on iTunes. And if you want to hear more discussion and analysis behind these stories, come support me on Patreon and get access to exclusive content not available to the general public. You can also like our Facebook page and receive notifications with every new episode released. I'm Glenn Ostland, and I am your Mythologi. Until next time, keep integrity in your heart and your lies Just in these ancient stories... I love it.